Welcome to the Wild Wisdom Podcast with Dr. Patricia Mills. I'm Dr. Patricia. This podcast is for people who want to transform their health, restore their hormones, and reconnect to their body's natural wisdom. Hi, I'm Dr. Patricia. I'm a Canadian medical doctor, published author, internationally recognized researcher, and passionate advocate for your health. Here, we'll explore the intersection between ancient wisdom and cutting-edge science, distilling the essence of true health into practical steps you can take. Wild wisdom is instinctive knowledge in action. Thanks for making this part of your day. Hello, and welcome to the Wild Wisdom Podcast. This segment has been taken from Thrive Thursdays with Dr. Patricia Mills. I hope you enjoy this episode, and here is Dr. Patricia Mills. Today, we're going to talk about sunlight to help you regulate your, your hormones, like one of the ways to regulate your hormones. Um, it takes a little bit of time for you to see the effects. And um, because the medication isn't getting at the root cause, right, what caused the hormone imbalances to, to happen, that, like that, that root cause is still going on. So the pill will like give you a quick band-aid relief, but it won't fix the underlying problem. And then you'll be left over the years with like the end result of the underlying problem, be that nutrition, stress, uh, toxins from the environment, that kind of stuff, right? Whereas um, sunlight, uh, and actually the root cause of some of your hormonal imbalance actually could be sunlight um, uh, disre- dysregulation. So how you're exposing yourself to sunlight could be one of the root causes. It's probably not the only root cause. Usually when you're trying to get root cause hormone balancing, you need to have like, um, you have to look at it like a, like a flower with many petals on it. And you kind of to have the whole flower. You need to look at many different things. And sunlight's one of the petals, very important one. So what we're going to talk today about is how do you leverage sunlight to um, maintain the balance of your hormones or to reset your hormones? So First, you have to understand that hormones are messengers in our body, right? So something triggers, like there's some kind of stimulus to the body and it triggers an event in the body um, and that results, and if the body's like, I need to communicate this event to the rest of the body or to this organ down over here, I'm going to send the hormone, the messenger to go. So you can imagine if your hormones are imbalanced and your message, that means your messaging system is off. Imagine you have a company that's relying on like uh, a messaging software and that software goes haywire, right? And so the, the messages aren't getting through or the wrong messages are getting through or they're getting through at the wrong time or it's too loud or too quiet. I mean, you could imagine how crazy that company would become. It, it would not function. This is what happens with hormone imbalancing. It's not like one thing that goes off. Yes, you probably have one thing you notice a lot of. So like if it's like hot flashes or infertility or regular menstrual periods or acne or you know weight issues you're going to be focusing on that one thing but i guarantee you if you start to pay attention you'll notice it's like other parts of your body aren't that great either like your gut is a little bit off you're feeling a little bit foggy maybe you're waking up not feeling completely refreshed you know what i mean like a little bit of um, brain fog so your energy could be low so all of these things kind of like you know are under there and that's because hormones are not like they don't do like one thing, you imbalance your hormones and you get this one thing. You do get like a dominant thing. And I think that is genetically predetermined and somewhat um, to a certain extent. Um, however, if you'll notice like other things play out. So when you fix your hormones naturally, you don't just notice one thing getting better. You notice a lot of other things getting better. And at first it's very subtle. So that's the body wisdom part. You have to be paying attention to the signs and being very consistent, persistent, and patient. I'm going to always be repeating that because. Um, you know, the end game is, is whole health and the way to get there is a journey. It's not a pill. It's not like one quick fix. It's not going to be like, 
oh, I do my infrared sauna and, and now I'm healthy. Like, okay, that's a great piece of, of the health issue, right? But not all of it. And if you're not getting the sunlight part down, it's going to be very hard to be in whole health. So I'm going to explain to you how sunlight works for uh, hormone production. And this is like, there's many ways that it does, but this is kind of like one part I'm going to focus on today. So the, the, what they've discovered not that long ago, actually, in like the last 10 years or so, is that the back of the eye, okay, first of all, what we've known for a very long time is that the back of the eye is actually part of your brain. So the, the brain extends through the optic nerves and forms a little like cups at the back of the eye. So super, super cool fact that you're, you're, there's a part of your brain that's outside of your skull. It's like in the back of the eye, which is super cool. Um, and then there's a part of that back of the eye that is designed to, um, so parts of it is designed to sense images like colors and that kind of stuff. But there's like a very, very specific population of um, cells in the back of the eye that are just designed to sense colors. For example, blue light. Okay, so it's designed to sense colors. And it's activated by the, by the sunlight filtering into the eye. Okay, not like hitting the eye, but filtering into the eye. It activates these little guys in the back of the eye. And the message goes all the way um, to the brain. Um, there's parts of the brain like the suprachiasmatic nucleus, um, and then that part of the brain sends, sends signals out through everything. But one interesting signal that it sends out is to the pineal gland, which sits just in the middle of the brain. And that's like a master gland for um, hormone production and secretion. It like, um, and then it communicates with others like the pituitary gland and all these other parts of the body. Um, and the pineal gland is, is responsible, for example, for the production of our hormone melatonin, right? So, um, and what we know is that ho hormones, they dance together. They don't do sing solo dances. They kind of dance together. So if you dysregulate melatonin for whatever reason, you're dysregulating all your hormones, okay? So you need to understand that there is a connection. So in a, in a, in a healthy situation, in a whole health situation, um, the eye, the back of the eye, the brain needs to be exposed to the different colors of sunlight through the day. So the sun, the color in the sky and the sun, as you notice, is not the same throughout the day. There's like a quality to that sunlight throughout the day, right? So the quality of that sunlight um, changes through the day and that change is detected. So it's like shades of blue, right? So shades of gray, shades of blue. So in the morning, it's more like um, red, you know, oranges and bright yellows and that kind of stuff and then it gets into and then around noon time um, when the sun is at its peak it's like blue lots of blue and then the evening times it's the ambers the reds the oranges um, light yellows you know that kind of thing and the brain will um, detect those colors and and send a message to the pineal gland basically saying this is the time of day it is and these are the things that the body should be doing at this time of day and that's called the circadian rhythm the rhythm of your actions through the day Okay, so for example, um, the brain is designed to have the sunlight hit the hit the retina, the back of the eye, at least uh, within about an hour of waking up, around noontime, uh, late afternoon, early evening, like as the sun sets. Okay, because those are big, like big different parts of the day in terms of the color. And when you do that, it basically it sets your circadian rhythm. Okay, and you need a minimum of 10 minutes to have that happen. So um, non-whole health, so like, um, like health that's declining, looks like 
you get up in the morning, you make your coffee, you have your breakfast, whatever, and then you sit down at your computer and you start working away, right? Or you like go into your garage, get into your car that has tinted windows, you drive to your work, you walk to your work, you sit, get in there, sit down at your computer and you walk and you start working right away, okay? So that's, now you haven't given your brain the opportunity to, to know that it was morning time, right? From like a sunlight hormonal perspective and it misses its cue. Okay, so it'll, it'll like, it, it won't, it won't, it won't like shut down, right? But it'll um, function suboptimally. Okay. And then around, same thing for lunchtime, like you're like, oh, I'm just going to sit down here and, and go into my kitchen or going into the staff kitchen, whatever that looks like for you. And you're going to have your lunch. And then you go back to your, to your work and you work, work, work again, right? Um, and then you might go into your car again and go pick up your kids or do your errands, go into the store, come back out again, go back into your home. Right. And you can see how um, some people could miss the whole entire day. And this is the other thing that I'm seeing a lot of um, are sunglasses. Okay. Now, I find that with health, there's always like this way, that way, and then the middle way. Right. So there's like this extreme, that extreme, and then the middle way, which is really what we want. We want the middle way. So we went from like learning that UV light in excess amounts can be damaging to the eyes and to the skin. Um, all the way through to like, I'm going to wear my sunglasses um, every single day. Um, every time I go outside, I put my glasses on because I'm protecting my eyes. Well, you're not actually, you are depriving your eyes of a vital nutrient. Sunlight is a vital nutrient for your eyes. Okay. And yes, if it's super bright out and there's a glare going on and you're squinting, okay, and you put your hat on, and that's not enough, then you can put your sunglasses on. But like first thing in the morning, uh, in the evening, and in the shady spot with your, you know, you can put your hat on so the sunlight filters in. It doesn't have to be direct, it just has to filter. That'll be enough nutrient for your eyes for about 10 minutes. Okay? And here are the common barriers that I hear when I, when I speak about this. My eyes are too sensitive to light. I can't go outside without sunglasses. Okay. First of all, let's acknowledge that um, humans have been going outside without sunglasses for like thousands and thousands of years. What's happened is some people are more sensitive to light. And rather than kind of respecting like a range of lights, like, you know, staying, putting on a hat to protect the eyes, um, not going outside at the brightest time of day or being underneath shade, we kind of like completely um, reverted it. Like we covered it up completely with sunglasses, right? So what happens, I don't know if you know that fish that, um, that um, they, they found this fish that used to live in the caves and without sunlight, the fish lost their eyes, right? They became blind. Well, humans, we kind of do that too. If you are always putting on your sunglasses when you're going outside, thinking that you're protecting your eyes, you're actually depriving them of a vital nutrient, right? And you're actually accustoming them to low light so that when you do try to take on this health tip, um, you're going to be like, no, this isn't for me. It's too bright. It's too bright. So um, what I re recommend doing in that case is um, first start off in the, in the, like, the mornings, right? Like you should be able to go outside and tolerate not having sunglasses on the morning. If you don't, your eyes are weak and need to be slowly strengthened. Like, you know, everything has its muscle. For the eyes, it's a little bit of sun exposure muscle, right? Not direct, remember, indirect filtering light. So put on a hat. Go outside, have your sunglasses on and just see like see how much you can tolerate the first day and then put your sunglasses on when you have to. And then the second day, stretch that out a little bit longer and then a little bit longer. And you will get to a point where 
you will be able to go outside in the mornings and then the late afternoons, evenings without your sunglasses on. So long as the sun isn't shining directly into your eyes, in which case, yes, you do need to protect from direct glare. Okay. And then in the, in the afternoon, again, just like try one minute, always underneath something shady or with your, with your hat on, you know, your brim, let it filter through and build up that strength of your muscles, right? Super, super important. Um, now I can see that there's a comment here and I can't, unfortunately, there's the comments are not um, showing up here. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to go to the groups um, and check out and see uh, if I can see your comment. Um, okay, Jennifer. Hi, you had no idea. I've been wearing my sunglasses religiously, thinking my eyes are too sensitive, but they are likely just weak. Yes, especially if, yes, yes, I think it's, I think so. Because this whole thing about, again, depriving our eyes of a vital nutrient, they will accustom themselves to not having sunlight for sure. But that's not what you want. You need a little bit of filtering through sunlight. Okay. So, um, so yeah, build up that muscle, slowly increase it again. I have helped people even with light blue eyes, like, you know, the people who have like the least protection from the sun, regain their um, like, you know, sunlight muscle for the eyes. And why is this so important? Well, um, melatonin is our most potent antioxidant. What does that mean? It's like our strongest anti-cancer agent ever. Like you, you can't, um, like if you cut down your melatonin production, your, your risk of cancer goes up. Like um, people who work night shift, it's great. It's a grade two health carcinogen, according to World Health Organization. Like, you know, it's, it's linked, right? It's like the link has been found that people who, um, unfortunately, you know, and thank you for um, healthcare workers who have to do this. Um, you have to be much more intentional with your health and your melatonin production because um, melatonin is a hormone of darkness. And what happens is when the melatonin production um, is goes down because you have over so that's so not enough sunlight, you might have too much melatonin production and without enough vitamin D, that actually creates problems like they've linked that to multiple sclerosis just recently. Okay. So again, it's there's never like too much or too little. It's a Goldilocks zone and it's never on its own, it's with something. So not enough vitamin D because you're not getting out enough, plus too much melatonin because you're suppressing you don't have enough sunlight, um, can result in um, uh, neurodegenerative uh, diseases like multiple sclerosis is like a link, okay? And then you have the opposite thing where you have too much blue light exposure. So here you are sitting on your computer in the morning, day, you know, daytime, evening, and it's blue light. Your screen and your, and your phone screen are all blue light, okay? Unless you go in and you put it on night mode or you put on like a red light function, which is what I do. I put mine on red light at night as soon as the sun goes down. And I also have a night shift that I schedule um, to always be activating as soon as the, uh, when the sun is like setting. Because again, it's like the light should be very blue during the middle of the day. So if you wear blue blocking glasses, you want to definitely wear them once the sun sets, but you don't want to be wearing them like in the middle of the day because you need that blue light to tell you it's the middle of the daytime. Why? Because remember, circadian rhythms dictate how we digest our food, how we sleep, our energy levels, our hunger patterns, our hunger cues, right? So you can see how this is all related. So how would I incorporate this into my life? I would, I, what I do is before I did this um, um, show is I went outside for a 10 minute walk and I just walked around and I just let the sunlight filter into my eyes. Okay? And just, I know that's my reset. 
Um, whenever I have a break, I try to like go outside and stand and that's because I want to try to get more than just three times a day. But when I'm really busy, I'll get out, um, just after lunch, I'll eat my lunch and I'll go for a walk outside. It doesn't matter if it's raining. It doesn't matter if it's snowing, if it's raining, it's much brighter and the light colors are still there. Okay. And so you get out for about 10 minutes and also the ad, remember habit stacking, the added benefit of doing that is that it helps control your blood sugar regulation when you walk right after eating because the big muscles suck up your blood, the sugar from your blood. Okay, so that's the two for one there. And then um, on your way home for work, and maybe just before dinner, after dinner, also getting outside for about 10 minutes. And this may seem onerous at first, because it's not part of your habit, but I can tell you, it, it makes a huge difference. You will sleep better, you will have more energy through the day. Um, you will find it easier to control your appetite and your cravings right? Hugely, because that's the circadian rhythm triggering effect, right? To just your body knowing when it's time to eat versus like not. Um, and also the blue light thing, like avoiding the blue light at night, that's huge too, because we're supposed to eat more during the day, right? So if you're triggering the blue light receptors at night, and you're telling your brain that it's daytime, well, guess what, you're going to feel hungry, like in the middle of the night, right? So in my home, as soon as the sun sets, we turn off all the overhead lights. We have amber lighting, low-level lighting, salt lamps. You know, it's very, very, very cave-like, very womb-like. And everybody goes to sleep, like, boom. You know, it's so easy to fall asleep. Um, and, uh, like, I have, uh, the, you know, some software on my computer that changes the color. And I have, you know, the red light on my phone. Um, I try to avoid them. Um, I don't watch TV on a regular TV at night. And let, like, it's really hard to change that. Like, I've heard that there's some, like, um, things you can add on top of the screen. So that's an option if you're a really big movie person. Or you can watch it on your computer and you can change the colors on your computer that way. Like, what, or, watch, or wear your blue-blocking glasses if that's what you want to do. Um, it's really worth it because, you know, a good night's sleep, I mean, it sets, your day starts with the night before, right? So um, if you don't have a good uh, sleep the night before, the rest of your day is just shot and your hormones are going to be imbalanced for sure. And it's a catch up. It's always a catch Your body will be in constant catch up mode and then it'll be in fall behind mode. And then it'll be like, oh my God, I can't even see the end anymore. Like I'm so far away from, from whole health, you know? So it's always possible to revert it. That's the cool thing. Recovery is quick. It's very responsive. Um, you'll notice changes right away. And so I look forward to hearing your comments. If you, if you try this out, please put it in the comments. See what you think. Does this help you? Have you? Do you notice a difference with your help? It's always useful for me to get feedback on that kind of thing. All right. So I hope you enjoyed this presentation. And um, whenever you are watching this, I hope you have a wonderful day, evening or night. And thank you for joining me, Jen. And I see I have a few other viewers. Thank you for joining me. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast, Wild Wisdom with Dr. Patricia Mills. If you like this podcast, please take the time to like and subscribe. And please feel free to leave any comments and look below for the contact information if you want to connect with me directly. Thank you and I hope you have a wonderful day, evening or night. Hi everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for 
professional care doctor or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided with the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you are looking for help in your journey, it is important that you seek out a qualified health practitioner. If you would like to work with Dr. Patricia for her expert health transformation guidance, please email her at info at drpatriciamills.com to book a discovery call. You can also find Dr. Patricia on Instagram at Dr. Patricia Mills and Facebook at Wild Wisdom for Women with Dr. Patricia Mills, MD. For access to all of Dr. Patricia's educational videos and more amazing perks, consider becoming a Patreon member. Links are in the description of this episode. It is important to have an expert in your corner that can help you make the changes you crave, especially when it comes to your health. 